2: Connecting the SWAC,
1: the MIAC, S-I-A-C, and the C-I-A-A. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway.
3: All right, man. We're back. (laughs) I know y'all hear me. We back. We back. We back. The voice that you're hearing is none other than biblical figure of Lazarus I've been resuscitated from the dead nah kidding <laughs> this is Rob Calloway and of course this is the HBCU report being heard via xsquadaffiliates.com Spreaker.com, google play for android tune in itunes all that great stuff glad to be back with you guys man now seriously It's almost like I was resurrected from the dead, man. You know, this radio thing, I swear to God, this radio thing, it was over. It was over. For those of you um, that are familiar with the show, and for those of you just tuning in for the very first time, welcome. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, I don't disappoint uh, as I try to uh, shake off the, uh, the rust and um, you know, get back into the swing of things. Uh, last season when I was doing this, uh, it was via the Two Lives Through Radio Network. And now Doug and Ryan, they're over here on the uh, X-Squad uh, affiliate station. So I had, to, I had to follow suit, man. Come on over and uh, do my thing. Uh, of course, I love radio. I love radio and it didn't really take much. You know, all they had to do was just say, hey, Rob, you get to play music during your show. And that was a win-win for me. I'll take that over a check any day because radio is one of those things, man. People will do for free, like straight up. People will do radio for free. That's why in the real business, like the actual commercial broadcast business, people are out here getting pimp. And I used to be one of them. I used to be one of them, but I swear to God for everything that I was pimp for. Man, I got mine fivefold, I swear to God, including this microphone I'm talking on, including this computer I'm recording into, including like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm telling myself, but all I'm going to say is, know that if you think you're pimping your boy, radio, if you think you're pimping your boy, you know, you can't pimp me, I'm going to pimp myself, quote, Pastor Troy. And of course, this is the HBCU Report. Ryb Calloway back at it again. Uh, so happy to be with you guys. Don't forget, follow us on social media at HBCU Report, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you'd like to follow my personal uh, accounts, it's Ryb Calloway 3, R-O-B-C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y, the number three. And that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Man, so much has happened uh, since we last spoke. Celebration Bowl was about to go down uh, the last time we aired the show. And, of course, uh, North Carolina A&T continued uh, their dominance and capturing another uh, HBCU Celebration Bowl championship. And so uh, that was huge. Um, What else happened in the HBCU community? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Over at Morehouse, can't forget about this, over at Morehouse, uh, we had um, Robert Smith. Was his name? <clears throat> excuse me, Robert Smith was his name had um said that he was going to pay for all of the class of what twenty nineteen he was gonna pay all of their tuition in Morehouse. Well, guess what, folks this week he actually made the pledge to go ahead and uh take care of um of those tuitions so Uh, That's really big, man. So big shouts out to him again. Um, You know who I'm really proud for? I'm proud for for those uh, five, six, seven-year seniors over at Morehouse, the guys that dropped out and came back and graduated in uh, 2019 because uh, they are direct benefactors of uh, Robert Smith's generosity. And so that's big right there because we know HBCU, even Morehouse, has five, six, seven-year students. I know a guy, and I won't say his name because he's a good friend of mine, a good, good friend of mine. Man, we graduated from high school in ninety six. He graduated from Morehouse, I know in twenty fourteen. Twenty fifteen maybe. So no, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So big shouts out to um Robert Smith for uh that major donation because I don't know, even if I had it, I really don't know if I would have if I would have given it up. I don't I don't know. But that was definitely a, a big move um for those Morehouse graduates and then they get to start Of their lives debt-free because many of us many of us aren't that fortunate now for me if you listen to this show you know that i went to alabama state on a full band scholarship now i was not the best steward of that scholarship okay i'm just gonna put that out there i was not the best steward you know and i needed a guy like robert smith at the end of my uh college career but hey (laughs) <laughs> it didn't come around. So, uh, Sally may just keep on calling and I'll keep on breaking you off. Keep the pimping going. All right. So again, this is the HBCU R- report, Rob Calloway back at it again. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we will definitely jump into the HBCU conversation, uh, football conversation, uh, coming up, as I mentioned, man, just trying to shake the kinks off and go through some things that I, you know, that I, I told myself, I was like, man, if I was on the radio, these are the things that I would be talking about right now. Now I'm not going to go back. Too far, you know, because a lot of folks, man, if you've ever listened to your favorite radio host, let them go on vacation. When they come back, they give you all the information that you've already heard. Not here. That's not going to happen. And also, I just want to go ahead and uh, manage expectations, so to speak. And uh, just let everybody know that not only do we talk HBCU sports on this show. But we also talk about a lot of issues that deal with black folk, a lot of issues that are, as my daughter would say, are cringy. A lot of things that um, are uncomfortable. But what I always say is if the conversation is uncomfortable, this is a conversation that needs to be had, period, period. That's what the kids say these days, period. Yeah, and that's something else that's been going on in my life. For those of you uh, that haven't been following the show, um, since I transitioned from doing radio full-time, you know, I've become a full-time teacher. Because, see, here's the thing. When I originally went to college, as I just mentioned, I went on a band scholarship. I went to be a band director. But then I realized I didn't really want to be a band director. And so I did some other things over the course of my life. I did real estate appraisals. I did... um, I actually was an assistant band director. Um, Did the radio thing. I've done some TV stuff. But when that stuff started getting um, started going away, and I'll just say this: my heart is just so pure. A lot of these games that radio and TV like to play, my heart just can't take it because I'm just such a good dude. Hey, you can, you can. Hey, I don't care. I don't care how I've offended you. That has nothing to do with my heart. (laughs) my heart just can't take some of the things that are required, uh, to continue to be, uh, in the business. And so I went back to my first love, which was teaching. And so that's what I do now. I'm a broadcast video production teacher, uh, here in Georgia, DeKalb County schools at Columbia high school, matter of fact. And, um, you know, this is the joy of my life. I can't even lie, man. You know, the kids get on my nerves, but hey, man, I'm, I'm training these kids to be the next generation of broadcasters or podcasters or radio announcers, TV anchors, reporters. And so it's kind of cool, you know, that I that I, I get to still do what I like to do on a daily basis. But with young people and, you know, I don't have to worry about anybody uh, asking me to do things that my heart might not want me to do. Like, hey. Can you snitch? Can you snitch? Because that's, that's the big thing of radio, man. Radio wants you to snitch on folks. And I did it before. And after I got out of radio, I had to go back. I had to go back and apologize to people and explain to them that it was all because I was trying to advance, and management put me in those positions and said, hey, if you do this, then we'll do this. And so I kind of stepped out of that box, my, my, um, my cool box, and, and was doing things Uh, trying to be in the the good graces of others. And we know how that works. It never works. It never, ever works. Ever. Speaking of never working, I don't know how this thing with Jay-Z and the NFL is going to work. I'm just going to glance over that because I really don't want to go too in-depth. All I'm going to say is, not sure how this thing with Jay-Z and the NFL is going to work. I'm not sure why we have seven or eight injured quarterbacks in the NFL, but nobody's reached out to Colin Kaepernick then here's this other thing that I definitely want to talk about coming up in the next segment, Uh fair play to play act. The fair play to play act. Do you know about this? Okay. In case you've never heard about this, this is the piece of legislature that has uh, gone out in California. And now New York has kind of followed suit and where they are trying to pay players, collegiate players for their likeness. Now, I might be missing some of the points because I'm trying to, you know, get ready to go to this commercial break. But we're going to talk about it coming up on the other side, because I think this this is something that we definitely need to talk about. And um, matter of fact, last uh, yesterday, um, I was on on the line with uh, my guys up in Seattle. I do this radio hit once a week uh, with Z Twins Radio Game Time Sports Talk, KB and JB. And uh, they were asking me about this fair uh, fair pay to play act and how it affect HBCUs and so uh, we're going to talk about that coming up in just a minute this is the HBCU report thank you guys for tuning in I'm so freaking glad to be back uh, hopefully I'm not disappointing this is the HBCU report being heard via xsquadaffiliates.com also spreaker.com uh, google play for android tune in radio and also iTunes
2: hope you enjoyed your meal and I just want to say. See- He's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis. But nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother. My hero. He's part of me. Like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs)
1: Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook at HBCU Report. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Hold me,
4: hold me. I take this open beat. I smoke myself to sleep. Got myself free. Made a left, right off the street. Yeah, yeah. This shit, you're getting deep. Yeah, yeah. Got the pool right by the beach, yeah. Yeah, my nigga said, Food that's the ocean, Woo. yeah. I use good pussy like it's lotion, yeah. Uh. I shoot a nigga for promotion, yeah. Drop my album off the court and make them post it, yeah. Uh. I told you, chopping is a sport. My old
3: paper man. <laughs> they man they be balling man they be balling this is the HBCU report rob calloway back at it come on in come on in y'all welcome back to the show being heard via x also the tune in radio app google play for android itunes and of course spreaker big shouts out to the x squad affiliates for coming back and getting your boy out of purgatory. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about, um, this whole fair pay to play act and I was calling it uh, a piece of legislature. So I just, let me just go ahead and clear that up as a teacher. Let me just go ahead and clear that up. That it is a piece of legislation that went before the legislature. All right. Let me just go ahead and clear that up. All right. Now, uh, the, the California, um, the California piece of legislature, uh, the fair pay to play act, uh was um presented by uh California state senator to propose athletes being paid uh, for the use of their image, name, and likeness. Sound familiar? Yeah, I know it does. We've been going through this for a long freaking time. Now, here's my take on it. If you're popular, if people like you, if somebody wants to give you some money, take it, take it. You know, um... When when it comes to this, you know, people are all up at arms because of like, oh my God, oh my God, California's offering to pay the players. It's going to be an unfair competitive advantage. Oh my God, oh my God. But that's not the case. Because here's the thing, all it takes is for one to open the floodgates and then everybody else will do just like 2 Chainz said and come on in, come on in. And so, um, now New York, New York is, um, Offered up a piece of legislation uh, that is uh, almost identical to the the California uh, piece. I think the state of Texas will follow suit. Florida will follow suit. Georgia will follow suit. Any any place where you have good good college, and I'm gonna say football. I'm not gonna exclude basketball because there are a lot of big time college basketball players out there. But you know, with football being king, all I'll say is is that. I don't really think it's going to create an unfair competitive advantage because if UCLA and USC and all those the schools out in California, if they're able to start offering these things, again, other states are going to follow suit, which means that the University of Georgia and the University of Alabama will not lose recruits to the state of California or the state of New York. And by the way, who wants to go to New York and play college football? There's that part. There's that part. I know Syracuse is up there, but there's that part. Who wants to really go up there and do that? Maybe basketball. Maybe basketball. But regardless, you know, this is a a deal that we've been battling for mm, 20, 30 years. You know, let's go back to the, the Fab Five. These guys could have been millionaires in college if it had been a situation where the Fair Pay to Play Act was in effect then. They could have made millions. You know, when you think about the commercials, when you think about, uh, all these places where we see these kids' likeness. Now, if somebody wants to pay them; they should be they should be able to get paid. They should be able to get paid. But the thing about it is, is that it's only going to be a handful of kids on each team. Like USC is not going to go out and recruit a um, hundred kids that will all benefit from this piece piece of legislation. That's not going to happen. It's still only going to be the okay. Let's let's put this in in uh, perspective. You have kids on your team that people will pay for their autographs. Let's use AJ Green, a former University of Georgia wide receiver now in the NFL Cincinnati Bengals. Let's use him for an example, right? Sign some autographs, got caught up missing football games, right? If somebody wants to pay you for that, it's your, it's your signature. It's yours. It's your autograph. Why not? But nobody else on that team. It might've been two other players on that team that anybody would have been willing to compensate. Right. And so it's going to be like that across the board. Like USC might have five players that people are interested. Oh yeah, we got to get them. And, but it really is going to work out to the um, benefit of the boosters because these boosters that are really, really rich and have car dealerships and other things that actually advertise publicly. Now the booster hasn't, has an advantage because he's now he's like, Oh, I got a Ford dealership. You know, I want to use your likeness. I want you to help promote these cars. We're going to give you some money. Go put you in the car and all of that. Now, it might cause a rip in the locker room. But again, we know who the standout players are. You know, the third string quarterback has nothing to say about the first string Heisman uh, candidate, quarterback, nothing. What can he say? He can hate or he can appreciate and go along for the ride. But, you know, here's my take on that is that I would love to see these guys get paid. I would love to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, and of course I'm here uh, in Decatur, Georgia, broadcasting live from um, the expansive uh, HBCU Report Studios. No, I'm lying. If you guys could actually see uh, this jalopy of a setup that I'm recording on right now, y'all would be laughing. Y'all would be like, oh my God. And the God honest the truth is, you know, at the school, I have a full-blown studio at the school. I'm still employed by a broadcast company here locally. I just don't have time to go up there and use that equipment. And I just haven't been able to get all of my stuff put back together because what I did not tell you was that maybe a week or so after the Celebration Bowl, I moved. And so for those of you that have moved, you know that it takes a long time to get everything back to normal. And so we're going on almost a year that I've been in my new home and I still haven't been able to get everything together. You know, I got this computer that I'm recording on. I, I received this computer um from a broadcast company that I work for. It's a it was a great computer when it came out. It's a Dell, it's a Latitude D620. I don't even think they make those anymore. But it's a hell of a workstation. And so when I what I was saying when I opened up the show. Was that if you think you're gonna pimp me, no no, I'm gonna pimp myself. And so I'm on this outdated laptop talking to you, not because I don't have any updated equipment. I have two MacBooks, right? I got a 2014 Mac, which was the big Mac, the good one. I love those things. And then I have a brand new 2018 MacBook, but it's something about them. The record the recording quality, like I'm a self-admitted Windows guy. And so when I record into any of my Apple products, I swear to God, it sounds nothing like uh, the the quality of of what I hear when I'm recording into my uh, windows. Now, anything that sounds crazy with my voice, that's just me. (laughs) That has nothing to do with the quality of the equipment that we're rolling on. But uh, at any rate, um, I would love to see these guys get paid, get paid, excuse me, um, because it's about time. It's about time these schools have been pimping, um, these guys, and this is the HBC report, by the way, Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Shouts out to the X squad affiliates for uh, putting the show on the network. Of course, uh, we're broadcasting live there. Also uh, Google play for Android, the tune in radio app, uh, iTunes, and any place else where you can catch the show. It might even be on YouTube live right now. I have no idea, no idea where this show goes. I just get up, I do it. And you know, that's it. Um, so um coming up before we get into Uh, the actual reason that we're here to talk a little HBCU football. Uh, We're going to talk more about this um, fair pay to play act. Don't forget you can weigh in, in the chat room and let me know your thoughts. Should these college athletes be getting paid? I think so. I think so. I don't think um, that it's going to really disrupt too much. I I don't think so. I think Jake from, if you're a Georgia fan, Jake from getting a check from somebody, he could be Jake from state farm now, Right. So I, I, so I don't really think that there should be an issue, you know. And anybody that's, that has an issue with these guys, I, and I know, because my argument used to be the same thing. Oh, yeah, you get a scholarship. That's your pay. But, man, look, in the times that we're living in, if somebody want to pay these kids, let's go ahead and get them paid. All right? This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out. Don't forget, check out our content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com, The Trap House. Of all websites, we got to get that thing current and back up and running and popping for real. So that's a great website. This is the HBCU Report, and we'll be right back after these words.
4: Got myself for free. Made a left, right off the street. This shit should get Yeah, yeah. I got to pull right by the beach. The
1: HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve at
4: the
2: very beginning.
1: I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was uh, Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it.
5: At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma.
1: of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go.
5: No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
1: HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.
5: Oh my God he lies in little girl named Corrine. Some say the black of the belly the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. Two-clock kids, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like... Beat you down a lot When you come around the block Brothers clown a lot But please don't cry Dry your eyes Never let up Forgive but don't forget Girl keep your head up. And when he tells you You ain't nothing Don't believe him And if you can't learn To love you You should leave him Cause sister you don't need And I ain't trying to Gash up I just call him How I see You know what makes me unhappy? that When brothers make babies And leave a young mother To be a cat And since we all came from Why we take from our women, while we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, time to heal our women, be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So will the real men get up?
3: Calloway back at it again another Saturday morning. Thank you guys for tuning into the show, however, you may be listening. Don't forget, follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And of course, you can follow me, Rive Calloway, at R O B C A L L O W A Y, the number three, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. And uh, before we went to break, we were talking about the Fair Pay to Play Act. Uh, which California which has been proposed uh, within the California legislature uh, where um, college athletes will be able to earn money uh, from their name, image or likeness through sponsorship or endorsement deals starting in uh, 2023. Now, um, we played the POC. We had we had the Pac coming back. Pac always relevant. But I was listening to a a podcast the other day because that's what I do in my spare time. I don't give a damn with uh, Dominique Foxworth, uh, who used to play, uh, he actually used to play for the Falcons. But now he's doing this thing with the undefeated, the ESPN's undefeated. And so he has a podcast on the podcast. He was joined by uh, Torrey Smith, uh, my guy Torrey Smith. Uh, Just a sidebar, really quick, for my football fans listening to the show, Torrey Smith is my guy. Why? Torrey Smith is my guy because we had the opportunity to, to draft Torrey Smith. Okay, the Atlanta Falcons did. But we went with the sexy pick, the early top ten pick, and Julio Jones, and that thing has not panned out yet. Julio has not paid any dividends except for like personal stats. But he hasn't paid dividends. Last time I checked, Torchman, I've got two Super Bowl rings. That's my guy. But anyway, um they were talking about Tupac and is like the is Tupac like too old? Is the music too old to be played in the locker room? And I'ma just go ahead and say this. Hell no. Because right now, man, you can put out any Pac music. And if I got any Pac fans in the house, please chime in. Now, here's the thing about Pac is that you could put Pac on in the 70s. You could have put Pac on in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2020s, the 2030s. And it's still going to be relevant and it's still go bump. You know why? Because he has lyrics and lyrics will always outweigh beats and hooks. Always. Always. And you know what? Pac could get you fired up. Now, Pac can't get you fired up. I don't know what can. Anytime I need inspiration and want to get fired up before I go for one of my long runs or during one of my long runs, I I need some motivation, I go to Pac. I go to Pac. Pac the God. And so, yeah, yeah, the only thing about Pac is, man, you know, the only way Pac might age out in the locker room is because there's so many more young guys in the locker room that aren't even familiar with Tupac. You know, I was talking to a locker room full of guys the other day and they don't even know who Outkast is. They don't bump Outkast. You know, I'm like, "So what y'all playing in the locker room?" "Oh, Migos, Gucci, Lil Baby, Da Baby." You know, this, you know, this stuff that we hear on the radio right now. But, you know, Pop me, man, let me tell you. Me and my friends growing up always knew that Pop would be our Marvin Gaye. Long before he said in that verse, I remember Marvin Gaye used to sing to me, he had me feeling like black was the thing to be. We knew 20 some years ago that Pac was going to be our Marvin Gaye. And just like how your dad back in the day would get his crown royal and get his music going on the weekend and be chilling, listening to Marvin or whoever, we knew that Pac was going to be that dude. So yes, Pac will forever bump. I, yeah, locker room, whatever. Pac will forever bump. But getting back to the uh, fair pay to play act. And this is the HBC report. Rob Calloway here. Uh, don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsbrews.com, the trap house of websites. Why do I call it the trap house? Oh man, cause it just looked old, outdated, antiquated. Well, the site don't really look old and outdated. The content, there's just no content, you know? So what, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to the X squad affiliates. I'm going to reach out to my guys over at the, uh, the crush sports, I'm gonna reach out to my guy Jamie Walker and a couple other people and say we just can't keep the website populated. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it by myself. So if any of the X Squad affiliates listening right now, if you wanna, if you wanna write, if you got some stuff you wanna put on the website, let me know. I got you. I got you. You know, because I definitely want to get this thing back up and running to hundred percent. Because right now it's on life support. Beep. 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 beep seriously all right so fair pay to play act i'm all for it in case you're just tuning in this is the hbcu report and we are talking about a piece of legislation that has gone before the california legislature in regards to paying college athletes uh, for their name image or likeness through sponsorship or endorsement deal starting in 2023 i'm all for it but guess who's not for it ladies and gentlemen Guess who's not for it? Tim Tebow. Oh, my God. Tim Tebow's not for it. Tim Tebow doesn't think that's the Christian way. No, I'm lying. No, I didn't hear him say it wasn't the Christian way, but he's not for it. And and the crazy part about it is is, is that if there were ever anyone that could have capitalized like hellaciously off of their likeness during their college tenure, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow could do no wrong at the university of Florida. I mean, hell the boy won championships. The boy won the Heisman, The boy did all kind of stuff. Just imagine, just imagine if Tim Tebow was getting that check. Just imagine it is no telling how large the check would have been. And then here's the thing. And, and in my thinking about it over the past few weeks, I'm like, you know what? This would have eliminated a lot of buffoonery, coonery and buffoonery. What do I mean when I say that? Well, Here's the thing. If Tim Tebow is able to make a couple meal in college, he doesn't go to the NFL. He doesn't go because he's got the money. He doesn't go. We never have to deal with the whole Tebowing thing, the kneeling thing, and all of that crap, and people arguing about whether or not he's a quarterback or not. It would have never happened because Tim Tebow, arguably the most popular quarterback, uh, college quarterback of all time, could have cashed out at the university of florida and been done been done he would have had money for a family money for anything he needed and could have been done period in the story you know everybody's not so fortunate like here's here's another thing and this is where we're about to start tying in all the hbcu stuff right is that this weekend um steve air mcnair His jersey is finally being retired at Alcorn State University. You're talking about the ultimate CPT, the ultimate color people's time. My God, Steve McNair should not have had to wait. When did Steve McNair come out of Alcorn? 94? Steve McNair, it was either 94 or 95. There's no way in the heck. Steve McNair, his uniform should have not, his jersey should not have been retired by now. He's Steve freaking Air McNair by God. And he's a guy, another guy that you talk about this this piece of uh, legislation, the Fair Pay to Play Act, man, Steve McNair would have – man, he still would have went to the NFL, but, man, he would have cashed out. He would have cashed out because just thinking about – you know Steve McNair being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and and the and the fact that he was a runner up to the Heisman, and he was invited up to the the Heisman uh, presentation. Man, this dude would have cashed out his last season at Alcorn. He was on ESPN every week, every week they were talking about Alcorn, Air McNair, Air McNair, Air McNair. Just for the whole Air McNair thing, he could have had ten million sitting in the bank, easily. You know, and, and and just going back to this whole Alcorn State thing, they should be a damn shame of themselves. I don't know how long it takes most colleges to retire uh, players' jerseys, but what Steve McNair meant to Alcorn is priceless. What Steve McNair meant to Alcorn, man, you can't, man, there's not another player that has come through the HBCU ranks whose name has been so synonymous with their university. I mean, and we've had some great players come through since Steve Earp McNair. But anytime you talk about Alcorn, it's McNair. I mean, it all—it doesn't help that his brother, Fred, is the head football coach there. But, you know, he is a guy that when you when you sell that Alcorn State University football program, you, you use that name. You ever heard Steve McNair? he made it to the NFL from right here in the swag. So, um, yeah, I think it's way overdue. It's way overdue. But going back to the original conversation, I feel like a guy like Steve McNair could have cashed out. I feel like there are certain uh, HBCU players that probably could cash out on a certain level. You know, the the other deal with this Fair Pay to Play Act is that people are thinking that it's going to affect their university at a major level, at a high level, is going to affect the HBCUs at a high level, but not really. Not really, because the players that are going to uh, the Power Fives or the Power Ten schools, right, that's where they're going. It has nothing to do with it being an HBCU or what we've now uh, termed PWI, predominantly white institution. It has absolutely nothing to, like, what? Like, look, man, the, the Fair Pay to Play Act, when you talk about football, it's only gonna be a handful of guys, okay? Now, when you talk about basketball, it could be a little different, okay? It could be a little different. Uh, going back to the piece that Jamil Hill wrote uh, a few weeks ago, where she was talking about um, these players that are going to be one and done and go to the NBA, talking about them going to the uh, going into the HBCU ranks, even though you know, because the thing about it is, if you if you're Zion Williamson, right, and you go to FAMU. You're still Zion Williamson. And you know, you're just a fam you. You're still gonna be the number one draft pick. And 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 from a certain standpoint, I get what she was trying to say. But from but from a competitive standpoint, how are you getting better? Is Zion getting better? No. Is Zion able to compete for an NCAA championship? No. Hell, is Zion able to compete for an NIT championship? No. And so at the end of the day, I feel like certain guys are just competitors. Just competitors, it has nothing to do with a knock on an HBCU that a Zion Williamson decided not to go. It's just more about being competitive and, and, you know, wanting that competitive edge as you got ready to go into the NBA. Like if I sat around and played Clark and Morehouse and uh, Albany State and Fort Valley and Savannah State and Miles and Tuskegee, if I played these fools every week, I would not get any better. I promise you, because everybody would be standing around looking at me just in awe. If I was Zion Williamson, they'd just be standing around in awe like, oh, my God, look at this dude. Look at this dude. He's a freak. And then, you know, on the flip side, they just sit there and just let me lead the way. So I don't. Yeah. So I don't really I don't really dig that part, even though, again. You know, there is some validity. There is some validity to to what she was saying, but yeah, miss me with that. Miss me with that. Miss me with that. I just, um, you know, everybody's so big, especially when you talk about HBCUs. HBCUs are built on tradition, you know. But the one thing, my my college band director, Doctor Harold Anthony Bray, may God bless his soul. The one thing that he always said was that progression will always be slowed by tradition. And yeah. Yeah, there's that part. There's that part. A lot of times with HBCUs, we hold our HBCUs in a much higher esteem than other people do, including the athletes. You know, there's no way, I'm sorry, that if I'm a basketball player and Duke is calling, that I'm still going to Bama State. There's no way, and Bama State has great facilities. There's just no way. No way. I want to be on on the biggest stage, at the biggest school, on the biggest networks, all the time. And until ESPN, and that, this is the, the, the biggest point, is that it's until ESPN is willing to put the SWAC and the MEAC and the SIAC and the CIAA, if they you know, decide to deal with those two Division II conferences, until they decide that they want to put us on the same level as the SEC, as the PAC, as the ACC, and all these other uh, Power Five and, 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 and Top Ten conferences, then we're never going to have that edge. So you don't even have to worry about the Fair Pay to Play Act. <laughs> You never have to worry about that unless you're like a school like Alabama State and a guy like Isaiah Crowell comes to town. Then you got it. But I promise you, like, right now, based on a lot of the talent that these HBCUs have, yeah, you ain't got to worry about that, ladies and gentlemen. You do not have to worry about that. You know, going back a couple years ago, Tariq Korn would have been an ideal candidate at North Carolina A&T to get some of that paper if if this uh, legislation was in effect, right? But it's not really going to affect us, ladies and gentlemen. I just I just have to put it out there. <laughs> it's not, regardless of what you think. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. The final segment of the show right around the corner. We're going to take a look at our three games of the week. And then we're going to look at uh, this week's schedule. And then we're up out of here, man, for the first radio show of the week. or Of the, of the uh, football season. Excuse me. I'm messing that all up. Uh, We'll be right back after these words. Stay tuned.
1: The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back.
2: Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me. But I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, hon. What you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No. I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Do flowers have best friends?
1: I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't
2: know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
6: All right, everybody in the
2: car. Let's go.
1: Connecting the SWAC, the MIAC, SIAC, and the C.I.A. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Joan, Report with Bob Calloway. What's uh, Metro Boomin?
6: Want some more, nigga? Oh, way yo, way yo, Hold up, Wait yo, way yo, way yo, way yo. Whoo, way yo, way yo, hold up, Wee, 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 wee. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, burning money burning gray, you know these niggas? Found them prokking big dog, brokking, hey. Blood tiles on me, whoa, 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 whoa. Childa, want that wave, Oh oh whoa. I'm tripping cry, yeah, Oh 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 Put a gold bird on you that's presented. I put that lingo on her, she was Spanish. I feel her one, little of the zenith i and it's panoramic. There's couple of to the sandwiches. You fuck around with me, it'd be a tragedy. I want green, 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 no asparagus. I drink lay, lane, lane, it ain't embarrassing. Oh, wiggy, wiggy, oh, wiggy, oh, wiggy, oh, wiggy, oh, wiggy, oh, wiggy, 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 I wiggy, 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 where the band rings on me lit, huh? Barried to the game on the shit, huh? Whoa, 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 Bitch, we made me. We ain't pulling up at cribs that we can't get. You can't pull a bitch on Instagram, I ain't hit. Huh? And this shit tellin' lies about me, cause she ain't shit. Huh? She wanted big, big dog status. I was in the alley. The hey. hey. Hey.
3: Hey. <laughs> this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway closing out the final segment of the show. Well, closing out the yeah, final segment of the show is underway. A little future right there. Big shouts out to the future, man. Had the opportunity to see my boy the other day, man. For those of you that that don't really know about Future, man, the history of Future, man. Future is uh, really a member of the Dungeon family. You know, Goody Mob, Outcast, Witch Doctor, all those boys, right? And um and when he actually used to rap with there, he never rap with like Outkast or Goody Mob. He he was a part of what Rico Wade deemed as the second generation of the Dungeon Family. So they put out a CD and all that stuff back in the day. And uh, he actually used to go by Meathead. So when I first met Future. That's where he was going by meathead. And so had the opportunity to uh, rub elbows with him a couple of weeks ago because he actually uh, attended the high school where I work now. And so he came back and did our fir- first pet rally of the uh, the school year. The kids were turned, or as they like to say, they were lit. And so uh, big shouts out to Future Man. That's my guy right there. Um, but before we get into our uh, three games uh, three matchups for the week. Uh let's talk about this. The uh Black College Football Hall of Fame matchups have been set for the next two years. Now a couple of weeks ago, uh Alabama and M defeated Morehouse in a highly contested game in the inaugural uh Black the Cl- excuse me, the Black College Football Hall of Fame Classic. And so um uh, now they've set uh, the schedules for the next few years. And so uh, next season, we're going to see the Howard Bison taking on uh, the Central State Marauders. That should be a great game. I'm lying. I expect to see Howard win that one, even though it's a year away. Uh, then the uh, 2021 game, is is going to be Tennessee State versus Grambling, which is an historic matchup. And, and the God his truth is because uh, I am such a HBCU historian. I know you probably can't tell because of the this show, the way that this show's gone down today. Uh, but as a historian of of HBCU football, HBCU sports, and the the fact that you know the legacy. Uh, or the 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 motto of this show is that this 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 show was built on the shoulders of uh you know historic iconic figures like uh eddie robinson and jake gaither and all of those guys john Merritt and um william p foster the the, the former band director at florida a&m and uh dr dr griggs at, at southern university and dr harold bray my former uh, band director at bama state who also was uh synonymous with the um uh, the success of uh, the uh, Bethune-Cookman marching band or the whole music um, department for that matter. So this show is built on the shoulders of of some of the the greatest HBCU figures ever. And so when you talk about um, a, a, a classic, the Black College Football Hall of Fame classic, in my mind, it should be an historic matchup. It should be like, this game, Tennessee State and Grambling, or it should be FAMU and Grambling, or Grambling and Morgan State, or Tennessee State and FAMU, which is a, a great matchup. Tennessee and, and FAMU, Tennessee State and FAMU, man, they can sell out a stadium anywhere that they go in the South, period. And so I like the historic matchup of uh, Tennessee State and Grambling coming up in the 2021 season. Now, this whole Howard Central State thing, mm, you could kind of miss me with it yeah i'm not i'm not too I'm not too involved with that one right there not too involved with that one but nonetheless I happen to see uh the addition of another classic the black College Football Hall of Fame classic yeah now if we could only get them to change the meac Swack challenge to the Miak Swack classic then we'd be good and by the way that that game actually kicked off the season I was on hand for that uh, if you have not seen my interview with the dean of HBCU Sports, uh, go to the HBCU Report YouTube channel and there you will see Rob Calloway and Dr. Kenyatta Cavill uh, as we talk the entire HBCU landscape in 20 minutes live from the MEAC Swag Challenge. All right, so uh, switching gears. Let's talk a little football real quick before we get up out of here because we are definitely... Against the gun. So, uh, let's take a look at our three notable games of the week. A a lot of games uh, going on right now are these uh, catch-me-outside games, if you will. These are the paid games. A lot of these going on right now. And it'll be going on for another week or so before we actually get into conference play. So, uh, let's start with um, uh, the reigning SWAG champion, Alcorn State. uh, The Braves taking on uh, Prairie View A&M. As I mentioned, uh, Alcorn State going to retire Steve McNair's jersey. Long overdue. Uh, this matchup all cornered Prairie View. Uh, two teams that are really, really good. Uh, last year, Prairie View uh, uh, brought in uh, the new football coach uh, from uh, Grambling. Oh my God, and it slips my. Uh, Dooley. Yeah, there you go. Dooley. Coach Dooley came over from uh, Grambling State uh, to Prayer View. And, of course, our friend McNair is over at Alcorn State, and he's been doing, uh, I mean, just a fantabulous job over there uh, because they've been in the mix for the SWAC championship along with Grambling State uh, for the past five, six years, and so they're doing a great job over there. Uh, but um, Offensive SWAC uh, Player of the Year, uh, Noah Johnson, who is the, the Braves quarterback, all, all, quarterback, all states, all state, Alcorn State's quarterback, excuse me. I'm trying to work out these kinks today. Uh, Noah Johnson, uh, not sure about uh, his availability today. Uh, also, All Swag running back Deshaun Waller. will um not sure about him. Hopefully, uh, he'll be at 100%. Uh, he went down in Saturday, 17-14, lost to McNe- McNeese State. And so uh, we'll see if uh, Johnson and Waller are both able to uh, mount comebacks and help lead their team to victories uh, today. Uh, Prairie View leads the Swag in uh, total offensive yards at 465.7 per game and is second in passing at 302.3 yards per game. While Alcorn uh, leads in total of 318.3 yards per game, rushing, man, 115 yards per game, and scoring 20.7 points per game in their defense. Very stingy, second, uh, giving up only 203 yards in the past per game and so uh, Alcorn actually came out victorious in that game uh, last year on their way to a uh, SWAC championship all right here we go Grambling State versus my beloved Alabama State University Hornets another key SWAC matchup uh, East versus West uh, Grambling 0-2 taking on Alabama State who comes into the uh, the game 1-2 and 2. After their only win came against Tuskegee a couple of weeks ago in the Labor Day classic, which really wasn't the Labor Day classic because all Labor Day classic were classics were played the weekend or the Monday of Labor Day. Well, Balmain State and Tuskegee played the following weekend and still builded it the Labor Day classic. So there's that. Um, Going to be a really interesting game because Grambling uh, has been uh, a a cog in the West, if you if you will, them and Alcorn State. Everything in the sweat runs through those two teams, you know, especially in this uh, era of the celebration bowl that we're in. And so uh, we look forward to seeing both of these two teams in action. Uh, Grambling, man, things have not gone well for Grambling. They fell to Louisiana Monroe thirty-one nine, and they also fell to Louisiana Tech. 2014, And so that's what I was saying at the beginning of this segment is that there are a lot of catch me outside games going on right now. So we're not really able to see how teams like Grambling do what they normally do versus SWAC opponents, because, you know, they're in this thing and, and, you know, here's the, the, on the flip side. Yeah, they lost, but playing these teams at, at higher levels makes the teams better. And usually what has happened with Grambling is after they've gone through the, the, the first piece of the season where they've took some bumps and bruises to these FBS and FCS schools. They usually come out like gangbusters and the rest of the SWAC really can't deal with them because nobody else has seen that level of competition. And so we'll see how that uh, how that pans out. Also, uh, shouts out to Bama State quarterback uh, Kaderis, uh Davis. The boy is bad. I don't know if you saw him against um, University of Alabama Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff? God dang it! University of Alabama, Birmingham. Man, I'm just messing everything up today. But uh, he had a great game. He had a great game against Tuskegee. And uh, last week against uh, Kennesaw State, not so much. But uh, the dude has 616 yards and seven touchdowns on the season. Also, the guy that he loves to throw to, Michael Jefferson, 10 receptions, 270 yards, and three touchdowns. So there's that. So go, Bama State. It's always a great time to be a horny. Man, I can't believe I said University of Alabama Pine Bluff. Huh? That's a new school from my mouth to your ears. <laughs> All right. And the final game before we get up out of here is one of my favorite games ever. Anytime these two teams match up, I love it for multiple reasons. Uh, Florida A&M and Southern University hooking up today in what is the 62nd meeting between these two teams. FAMU comes into this game at 1-1. and Southern comes into the game at 1-2. and The last time these two teams met, uh, Southern defeated Florida in and 21-14 in, in uh, 2012 at the uh, Atlanta Football Classic right here at the uh, old Georgia Dome. Now, you know, I'll say this because I am definitely a fan of both of these universities. Man, nobody does it like these two. The times that these two teams have hooked up in either the old Atlanta Football Classic or in the Heritage Bowl, man, they have brought people out in droves. I mean, in droves. It is unimaginable. The number of people that will travel to see Southern University and Florida A&M University take on each other and, um, you know, this game it just means so much I can remember the first time that I actually laid eyes on these two teams. The first time I saw these two teams play each other was at Florida Nm's homecoming it was 1993. Uh, that was our our band trip for the school year was to go to Florida Nm because my high school band director Don P Roberts who's also uh, responsible for the whole beyonce Coachella thing the band thing yeah him. Don P. Roberts took us back to his alma mater, and uh, Florida A&M and Southern were playing. And I just remember it being a hell of a football game. But I remember after the game, the fifth quarter between the 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 Marching One Hundred and the Human Jukebox was something like I had never seen before. And it was in that it was right then, right then, that I decided. I said, you know what? I am going to an HBCU to be in the band. Period. Because this is where it's at. This is where it's at, and so uh, as I mentioned, this is the 62nd meeting between the two teams, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Florida and actually holds the um, the advantage in this matchup, and so uh, a couple of other games that we need to look at before we get up out of here. Hear the music bumping. Uh, Winston-Salem State taking on Tuskegee. Virginia State and St. Augustine's. Uh, Edward Waters and Lane. Howard, Delaware State. Allen and Livingstone. Elizabeth City State and North Carolina Central. Johnson C. Smith and Virginia Union. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, there they are. And Tennessee State are in action. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Grambling State and Bama State. Prairie View and Alcorn. Southern and Fam. Then we've got Bethune-Cookman and Mississippi Valley. Savannah State and Benedict. Uh, Central State and Clark Atlanta and Shaw and Shawan. And that about do it for this week's edition of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. However, you have listened to this show. Hope I, I haven't disappointed. As I said, I had to shake the rust off and some of this stuff I was saying, you know I was a little rusty. You know, I was a little rested, but we'll be back next Saturday, 9 a.m. for your favorite HBCU sports program, the HBCU Report, with me, Rob Calloway. Don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. If you want to go back and relive any moment of this show, you can do so at xsquadaffiliates.com, Google Play for Android, the TuneIn Radio app, or iTunes. This has been the HBCU Report and Diane Rob Calloway. And if you're looking for me, guess what? I'm probably somewhere on the yard, I you
5: sound like dirt. Dirt. but I guess what you don't really know don't hurt. With a vest and a pump, through the shotgun squirt. My folks on the block, man, they got, that they got that word. Don't it smell so good in Southwest where they rep that hood? Protect your chest, they up to no good. And come through floss, and they wish y'all would. I got a big weed stash, pocket full of cash. Just seen a big old ass. <laughs> Just passed, just seen a big old ass. Worldwide hustlers, get that dough, work that tip, get rid of evidence, move that brick, keep a D eagle with an extra clip, think it ain't so? Suck a cheer. act like I just do rap. How you gonna act like I just ain't strapped? How you gonna act like I don't push blacks?
1: It's the HBCU report with Bob Calloway.